This is the Decision Masters Podcast. I'm Kirsten Parker, the decision coach for overthinkers. When you feel good about your decisions, life feels good. You get to be present in your days and excited about where you're going. I'm going to help you build your decision mastery so it's easy to know what you want, navigate uncertainty, and handle any feelings that happen. Whether you're in the middle of some overthinking angst right now, or you simply love feeling in charge of your choices, you're in the right place. Clear, confident decisions are right around the corner. Let's get into it. Hello, hello. Happy Thursday. Happy whatever day you're listening to this or re-listening to this. I hope you are so fabulous. We are going to talk about something today that is so near and dear to my heart. I'm, I hold this so close to me, this idea of making the right choice. The number one problem people ask me for help with is to answer this question. How do I know I'm making the right choice? And I used to be right there with them. This question, how will I know? It was for sure my favorite Whitney song. But in the context of decisions, it would send me into incredible anxiety to the point where I'd do all the overthinking things. I would ask everyone I knew for their opinions. I would go down Google rabbit holes trying to find the answer. I'd make up spreadsheets. I'd make up movies in my mind of how things were supposed to go. I was terrified of making the wrong choice and totally missing out on the life I was supposed to live. If this has ever happened for you, you're not alone. I felt like it was possible to miss the off-ramp that led to my highest happiness and all my success and I would never get back to it. So I lived a lot of my life with my shoulders hunched up way by my ears, right? Just like that mode of driving where you're like, I have no idea where I am, but I can't miss this exit. Super effective for like 30 seconds on the highway. Not a fun way to live your entire life. And the problem with this fear is that you end up setting this unconscious rule in your life that you have to make right choices and you cannot make wrong choices. The stakes are so high and that trickles down into the tiniest decisions. What gift to buy somebody? What to wear to that thing? How to respond to a text message? If those decisions are complicated for you right now or they're taking way more energy than you know that they deserve, there's probably a tinge of this rule in your life, this can't choose wrong rule. So it's worth clearing up because not only do we get to like drop our shoulders and actually look around and enjoy the ride at all, all of these little decisions get easier. The stakes are lowered where they need to be lowered. So how do we know we're making the right decision? My favorite question of all time. There are two ways we can define right decision. The first way is that the decision goes exactly how you want it to. This is when we judge a decision after the fact. We find out if it was the right decision or not based on the outcome. 
So I got to say, this is quite a popular option. We love saying that something was a bad decision when something happened that we did not predict. We love it when things go how we want, obviously. (laughs) We do not love surprises and failures and unpleasant icky feelings. So this is how a lot of us are making decisions right now. Shoulders hunched up, holding our breath. I hope I didn't just miss my off ramp. And then we have to wait to find out. Do things go how I want? Are there any surprises? Do I make any mistakes? Do I feel any emotions? Because that's what's going to let me know if this was the right choice or not. But using this definition is so dangerous because it presupposes Two very specific lies. It presupposes that we should be able to predict everything, which no. And it presupposes that surprises and failures and feelings aren't supposed to happen. And as much as we dislike those uncomfortable things, that's not how life works. Right? Not being able to accurately predict the future is part of the deal. Surprises and failures and feelings are part of the deal. It's humaning. So my caution here is to be careful when you label something a bad decision when what you really mean is something happened that I didn't like. Now, you're allowed not to like it. That's totally your prerogative. But when that's how you're defining a bad decision, you're not giving yourself anywhere to go. You're not helping yourself make any better decisions in the future. You're not giving yourself a way to course correct because you can't fix the things that went wrong, right? You can't get better at predicting the future. You can't get better at avoiding surprises and failures. Nah, it's not going to happen. And I also want to point out a flaw with this definition of the right choice is that since this judgment happens after the fact and after the fact is a time frame that lasts indefinitely, we can change our minds, right? Just think of every decision you've judged as bad in the moment, and then you thought differently of it six months later, and then you thought differently of it six years later. So again, just not the most useful way to judge, right? It doesn't help us find our way to making better decisions. So let's look at option number two. This is how I suggest we define a right decision. You let me know what you think. I like defining a right decision as one that helps you be more of who you want to be. Oh my gosh, Kirsten, but that's not specific. That's not tangible. That's not based on logical, visible evidence. That's so gooey and vague and unsexy. I know, right? But it is very useful because it gives you very useful data. It gives you clear things to measure when you're assessing a decision. Because what you're assessing is not the outcome. The outcome lasts forever. How are we ever going to know the direct outcome of one decision, right? The outcome could last the rest of your entire life. Not helpful data there most of the time. What you're assessing in this definition is how the decision was made. Was I being who I want to be when I chose that? Was I considering who I want to become 
I'll give you a personal example that a lot of my clients can relate to. Maybe you can too. Let's say you want to be a fulfilled, happy, purpose-aligned professional, right? You feel good about where you are, where you're doing in the world. You feel solid. That's what I wanted. That's what so many people I work with want. So let's say you have the opportunity to take the next step in a career path that you are not jazzed about. How do we want to gauge the right decision in that scenario? Do you guess and then wait 25 years to find out what you think of your life? Do you just hold your breath for two decades hoping you didn't just miss your exit? but feeling anxious the entire time in case you did? Do you research and calculate and put all the pressure on the outcome looking exactly how you predict it should? No surprises, no failures, no feelings? Or do you let yourself exhale? Do it with me now. Hmm, delish. And take all that pressure off the specific outcome and look at it from this other angle. Do you consider what decision helps me be more of who I want to be? Because guess what? If you decide to step off this neatly carved path, right? Let's say that's the decision you make and you want to go in a different direction and make up your own job just like I did. (laughs) If you decide to do that and in that same moment you decide this is the right choice, And then you end up experiencing a surprise or a failure or a feeling. At some point, you handle it. That's it. That's all that happens. You don't use it against yourself as evidence that you made the wrong decision. You don't believe the lie your brain wants to tell you that there is an alternate universe where you're happier right now, but you're not there because you made the wrong choice. So you're stuck here in this universe. You don't believe that lie. You stay on your own team. You make the next right choice. No time or energy wasted on self-judgment, on trying to convince yourself, if I could just go back in time and make the right choice, it would be possible to be happier right now. And now I'm stuck in the wrong universe. So I have a little challenge for you. Within the next 24 hours, I want you to make a decision about literally anything. And in the same moment, I want you to also let yourself decide this is the right choice because it's helping me be who I want to be right now. Own it. Say it out loud. Throw some confetti. It's okay if it doesn't play out exactly how you want. It's okay If surprises and failures and feelings happen because you can handle it, especially if you stay on your own team. And the best news is if you make a decision that doesn't necessarily help you be who you want to be, we don't even have to call that a wrong decision, right? We're not on a hunt for things to judge here. We're not on a bad decision, wrong decision hunt. We're certainly not aiming for perfection because humaning happens. It's going to happen that you don't make perfectly aligned, perfectly conscious choices every single second of the day. But if you're going to bother to judge whether a decision was the right choice or not, 
I want to offer that you're going to get so much more value from using this definition, using this metric to gauge instead of living with this shoulders up, anxious, breath held agony and putting all the pressure on these outcomes instead of staying on your own team and trusting yourself to make the next right choice every single time again and again and again, right? I want to leave you with the wise words of my very first coach. And I've had several at this point. I will never forget what she said because it blew my brain up. And it was exactly what I needed to hear at the time. It took a long time to process. It was many, many years ago. (laughs) But my hope is that in having these conversations together, you and I, you take this idea and you run with it. I was having a complete anxiety moment. I didn't know what to do about my career, my relationship. I was panicking about making the wrong choice because I felt like I was so close to the off ramps and I was just going to miss them and I didn't know which way to go. And my coach, Jessica Corbin, put her hands on my shoulders, took a deep breath and said, what if there is no wrong choice? There's just the choice you make. If that breaks your brain a little bit too, that's okay. We're going to do a whole episode on regret and wrong choices. We're going to talk about this. We're going to break it down. But for now, I want to give you this same permission Jess gave me to take the pressure off, to stop believing you might miss out on your happiness. Your happiness your success, your fulfillment, it's guaranteed if you want it to be. What if it was impossible to miss it? That's what we're celebrating today. The possibility that there is no wrong choice. There's just the choice you make. And you get to decide it's the right one. Stay on your own team. Keep who you want to be at the forefront of your mind. And use that idea for yourself, not against yourself. You're not supposed to be perfect. You're not here to be perfect. You're here to be who you want to be. And you get to judge your choices however you want to. But this is my offer to you. Do you give yourself permission to choose that your choice is right? And then let all the other judgment go. No wrong choice. Talk soon. Hey, if you loved this episode, you got to grab your free copy of The Ultimate Guide to Easy Decisions. You'll get six instant solutions to get out of your head and feel certain about your next choice. Just go to kirstenparker.com forward slash guide to grab it. And make sure to subscribe so you can catch every week's episode to keep building your decision mastery and become an X overthinker. See you soon. 